What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. What's up guys? Welcome to episode number 104. I hope you listened to the previous one. It was a little uh, Q&A session slash interview of sorts that uh, my father took, you know, of me, of course. And if you're curious about, you know, what how my journey has been so far and, you know, my thoughts on just this uh, podcast and the, the, the entire story behind it pretty much and some of my top learnings uh, so far in my, I think it's now close to 12 probably like 9 to 10 months of very regular trading journey so if you're curious about all of that make sure that you listen to the previous episode it's titled special episode uh my journey so far if you have listened to it or if you are really not interested in uh listening to that then that's completely fine uh i'm not going to force you to do anything that you don't want to do and uh you know This one's obviously going to be like a regular daily episode. I'm going to talk about uh, my, you know, regular an- analysis that I do, days view, indices, my trades, and the lesson. So make sure you are listening on a speed that you're comfortable at, whether it's 1.5, whether it's 2, or whether it's 1, whichever your uh, preference is. Uh, you know, I I do tend to talk a bit slower than some people, so a lot of a lot of people just prefer like two x or one point five x. I personally prefer one point five x or two x, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that decision to you. And without any further ado, let's get started and uh, let's let's start off with the day's view. All things considered, pretty positive day for the markets. Now, yesterday, and when I say yesterday, I mean on Friday, the ratio was eight ninety five is to six ninety one, and on that day, the markets were pretty flat, average. Today, the ratio was one zero five six is to five hundred and fifty. So it's very similar to that, uh, you know, eighth Jan ratio that we saw. which is a good thing uh it shows that while there was more of a positive uh you know positive bias and a positive sentiment in the market at the same time it wasn't like overly positive that we saw not too long ago well that, that's what we saw on 9th uh 9th of jan so it wasn't overly positive it was it was very normal so to say and uh, that's a good thing because that shows that it it is not really uh you know too extreme in either direction because any extremes and and we really need to start discounting it for uh bias and all those things and save for a few stocks the movements were pretty standard so we did not see uh, a lot of you know massive positive moves or a massive negative move it was it was relatively evenly balanced and in my watch list except for uh which what was it i believe two stocks ofss and uh, another one let me just check ofss and prestige apart from those two most of them were just you know point xx or 1.xx percent up which is very reasonable i feel uh, infosys of course was also up today by just above 4% 
and uh, obviously that that's due to a bunch of factors with their whistleblower you know news turning out to be baseless and their quarterly quarterly results just barely above estimates so all of those things might have possibly helped infosys pretty much get back those pre uh, whistleblower levels that we saw so that is where and that is how the markets are placed right now uh, overall the day's movements were not not too shabby at all uh, the spreads were a bit higher than usual uh, but then we'll come to in the analysis section which is where you'll understand why the spreads were so high so let's 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 move on with that shall we so nifty closed at 12329.55 it's up 72 points from its previous close and with that it has made a new high so it's an all-time high uh, of course and uh, it's it's pretty wild nifty about 12,300 my views on that in a bit 36 advances 14 declines nifty bank is at 32,177 up just 80 points so not not that much compared to nifty but still in the green it's got eight advances and four declines, so it's, it's, an, all, it's an all right ratio, I feel. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> the, 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 the main reason why Bank Nifty was you know, so flat compared to Nifty is if you look at the, 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 the gainers and the losers now, <clears throat> most of the gainers and the losers for Bank Nifty are relatively you know, stocks which don't have that much of pull. In the index, so we've got Indusin, RBL, Fed Bank, all of those, and on the downside, we've got Yes Bank and SBI. So, overall, while you know the gainers and losers are favoring to the gainers, the, the kind of gainers that are there are really not that you know, the, the, in terms of weightage, they aren't that much. Uh, to the overall index, you, you haven't got stocks like HDFC Bank and such. So as a result, we are seeing just 80 points up. And uh, overall, as far as the indices are concerned, intraday charts looks, looks all right, I feel. Uh, coming to the daily chart, because that is what we uh, you know, were speaking about a lot in the previous episode, um, Friday's analysis, on the weekend's analysis, uh, it has pretty much given zero respect to that almost, spinning, uh, almost evening star pattern that was being formed you know naturally that spinning top has also not been given a lot of importance nifty right now if you look at the chart you will see that it's it's extremely wild the past four sessions have been just gaps after gaps after gaps in fact since 6th jan we haven't really seen a lot of linear movements which is somewhat troubling because it shows that there's just a lot of uncertainty and i the the sort of skeptic in me says that there is a chance for market manipulation here. Uh, purely looking at just how wild the movements are. Of course, part of it was related to the U.S.-Iran uh, conflict. But now that that's more or less subsided, uh, there was there was some amount of news uh, earlier in the day. But it looks like it's it's relatively stable now. So I I don't see the need for such choppy moves. Uh, now I had mentioned that the spreads were high today. In the previous segment and the reason for that is pretty apparent and very evident if you look at the volumes for the day the volumes were just terrible i mean i mean the last time we saw these volumes these low were on 30th december 
So just to give you an idea, on 30th December, I had, I had mentioned the markets as being terribly and painfully slow. Uh, not um, that, That's not a direct quote, but I'm assuming that is what I would have used. Um, so just to give you an idea of how low the volumes were, that is what we saw. And the reason for that could be because of uh, lack of, you know, FI and DI, uh, you know, contribution and uh, participation. And that is supported by the FIDI data. So looks like they took a quick little holiday, <laughs> possibly a long weekend, or just not sure about the current levels of the market. So that that might have been a possibility uh, that would have happened. So that is why we saw, saw, saw such low volumes and that is why we saw uh, those higher spreads. Now, that also makes you think about uh, another thing. If it's just these retail investors and traders who were more more or less mostly participating in uh, today's session, that might also be uh, a sign of you know the index not being in its true direction, because ultimately the FIDI contribution is going to be much more in terms of volume. Still, so they really are the market movers. If they feel that current levels are overvalued then there is a high probability that we see a correction happening very, very soon. In fact, my weekend's analysis does uh, sort of indicate or, or hint to the fact that there might be a negative, uh, rather this might be a negative week. So I still somewhat stand by that analysis. At the same time, right now, the indices are in no man's land, especially Nifty. So really can't say in my opinion, it can go either way. But Considering that it's got 60 RSI support, uh, 60 RSI resistance. Considering that it is at uh, you know a level which is pretty high, without really a lot to sort of uh, you know support. Like the macroeconomic data does not really justify or support such a very such a strong move. Uh, at least not until we see the budget happening. So all of those things make me sort of feel and believe that the current levels might be a bit overvalued and overpriced. Uh, so we might just see a correction happening soon. Now that is as far as Nifty is concerned. As far as Bank Nifty is concerned, the moves are relatively flatter. So except for what we saw on 6th Jan uh, to 8th Jan, in fact, even 9th Jan, if you count the gap up, the past two trading sessions have been relatively normal, which is a good thing. They're sustaining above that 13 MA line. They are respecting the base and consolidation that was formed which is a good sign. It shows that they're, they're relatively taking it, taking the more stable approach, uh, which is, in my opinion, a positive thing because it shows that they aren't, you know, as, as wild as Nifty is right now. So that is my take on that. And uh, if you ask me what I feel might happen in this coming week or tomorrow, tomorrow, a uh, bit hard to say, but in this coming week, I, I genuinely feel that there is a chance for you know, correction happening because these levels are a bit higher than justified. Of course, if there is some news that's there or if there's some recent development and then the prices go up, then that's a different thing. But as things stand, uh, it might be a little bit iffy. Now, this I just remember this. SEBI has postponed its chairman and MD separation rule thing uh, by two years. That might also have an impact on tomorrow's trading session. So do keep that in mind. Uh, 
and I, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to do a quick little mental check to see if I'm missing out on anything. I think I am, but uh, if I, if I do miss out on anything, I'll just I'll just sort of insert it uh, mid segment or something. Uh, now let's move to uh, my my trades for the day. All right, so I just remembered what I was missing in the previous segment. And those are the important levels that I talk about in the nicest section. So uh, for Nifty, 12,289 is an important level. It is a swing high. It is a previous all-time high. Uh, and of course, it's it's where it's almost formed a base. So 12,289 is an important level. 12,300, of course, psychological level is going to be important. If those levels are breached, then we should probably see around 12,260, which is where the previous support is. Worst case scenario, I'm looking at around 12,222 as a strong support because not only is that one of the gaps that will be filled, but it is also a trend line support. So those are some important levels as far as Nifty is concerned. As far as the upper side is concerned, as far as the resistances go, uh, it's a bit harder to say because we've got no, literally no other data. But uh, typically, Nifty sort of slows down around those 50 levels or so. So 12, 350 might be a bit of a stretch. The next ones come in around 70 to 90. Once they are breached, you know, the next psychological level really becomes just a matter of momentum. So again, that's what I've observed. So not a lot to talk about resistance levels, but uh, you can probably just infer it from how it's moved in the past. As far as Bank Nifty is concerned, the very first support level, of course, is going to be that 32,000 level. And as we know in the past, 31,990 and 31,950 are important levels because Bank Nifty, of course, is, you know, in terms of value, it's higher. So it does sort of uh, deviate a bit more than, from its psychological levels. That, that's entirely expected in my opinion. Uh, the next support level after that is going to be at 31,900 and after that at 31,750. Now, worst case scenario, I'm looking at 31,590 or so where uh, it's, it's got its 50 MA right now. So that is my take on Bank Nifty. And yeah, I'm glad that I remembered these uh, levels because otherwise the episode would have been damn incomplete. Let's move to my trades now. Not a lot of trades today. And as you will see in the lesson or as you'll hear in the lesson for the day, uh, that is probably a good thing. Uh, so my only trade as such, the intraday trade that I took was Nifty's put. And if you look at Nifty plus 72, it is really not a surprise that that put was in the red. So... I exited it with a relatively tight stop loss, but uh, you know the stop loss was was hit nonetheless. The second trade that I took is uh, more of a BTSD slash swing trade, a swing pick, and that is Britannia's call, and it's the thirty one hundred call. Uh, is the strike if I remember correctly? So uh, the trade basis for that is a 13 MA breach on the daily chart. And uh, as it turned out, I was looking at the you know news in the evening. It's probably around 5.30 or so. And I stumbled upon this piece of news where Nusli Wadia has uh, withdrawn his defamation um, you know, cases and lawsuits against Ratan Tata. So I'm assuming that might have had something to do with obviously today's, uh, today's rise. And potentially, uh, you know, 
tomorrow's or in the coming weeks right of course i'm gonna be bullish on the stock because uh, i have a position in that but you know of course if it goes down tomorrow it it it, it nothing's gonna stop it like it's the market anything can happen uh now i do feel that britannia was performing very interestingly these this past month pretty much if you look at the chart you'll see that it was relatively flat not a lot of moves happening and quite consolidated so there is a chance that the only reason that was happening is because of that of that uh, sort of court case going on now that it's uh, it's it's gone uh, there's there's no reason for britannia to just be that flat and yeah those are the trades for the day let's move to the lesson now so the number one lesson for me today is knowing when to trade had i not taken any position today because i wasn't intending to i just wanted to get into a position so i do not end up uh, you know overthinking and over analyzing i got into it but had i not gotten into a position i would have uh you know not lost not made a loss uh, not made a loss and not lost money as a result it would have been better uh than you know now that i've taken a trade so in hindsight of course hindsight is 2020 so uh that that can also be interpreted as a terrible joke because it's the year 2020 so uh my apologies for that terrible joke it is like 11 42 p.m right now so it is to be expected from me to crack these jokes but uh that aside knowing when to trade is important because as i've said i think in like two episodes ago not losing money and not taking a trade is also a trade so make sure that that you're also preventing and protecting your capital from such foolish mistakes i wouldn't call today's uh, trade a foolish mistake because i had taken some amount of uh, i had done some amount of analysis beforehand but you know that's just how it goes the second lesson for the day is more of an observation and it it isn't you know a very rare observation it's, it's actually quite obvious and that is uh swing trading is going to give you a better sort of return in general than intraday trading it's also going to give you a lower risk if you trade your uh, if you you know pick your trades correctly so that might beg the question that hey why do you trade intraday if you're seeing that swing is so good for me personally i feel that intraday gives me uh, you know, better learning experience, uh, which is why I still continue to do that, or which is why I'll continue to do that despite swing giving me a better return. But uh, just understand that you need to have different trading goals as far as, you know, your ROI is concerned, as far as your cash flow is concerned, as far as your risk management is concerned, and most importantly, as far as your learning is concerned. So, uh, if you want to get into trading or, you know, this this proper active uh, sort of uh, market participation thing, then I do feel that it's important to get a feel of the intraday markets because they are quite different from, uh, you know, buying and holding and, and stuff like that, which is why I'm con- going to continue doing that because it, it sort of helps me sharpen my uh, sword. And uh, yeah, of course, swing trading is there for the ROI, hopefully. And uh, those were the lessons for the day. Alright, I hope you found this helpful and informative. As always, uh, if you've got any feedback, anything to tell me, anything, any complaints, any sort of uh, things that you want me to cover, I'm always available at Markets with KR on Twitter, at Indian Markets with KR on Instagram. 
and uh, if, if even if you just see see like my profile somewhere and if you want to tell me something feel free to do that i'm not going to bite i'm not going to hunt you down and then ask you why you did that so do not worry about that just uh, feel free to message if uh, if there is something and if you want live updates uh, make sure that you follow me on instagram and twitter twitter is where i more active because it's easier that way instagram i just end up sort of posting a screenshot of my twitter so whatever you prefer but make sure you do at least one of those cuz nowadays i am trying to post more frequently on those platforms so that's it for this one see you next time happy trading tomorrow